This is Saturday, November 13th. Maybe you've played it before. It's called the telephone game. Those playing either sit in a circle or stand in a line, but not so close that they can hear each other whisper. And the first person whispers a word or phrase into the ear of the person to his or her right. And then that player whispers the message in the ear of the player to his or her right. You get the idea. And it goes all the way down the line, that message does. And the last person to receive the message says it out loud for the whole group to hear. Now, it's usually pretty funny because you can see how the message has changed as it's been misinterpreted, as it's been re-spoken. Now, here's an interesting tidbit. If you played the telephone game during the time of the Apostle Paul, likely the message at the end would actually be pretty accurate. Now, do you have a hard time believing this? But here's why. Before the printing press, you could write letters such as the one we're studying, but most messages were passed from person to person. You would receive the news likely because someone else had received it and passed it on to you verbally, vocally. To write something out was costly and time-consuming, so news traveled largely by word of mouth. Yes, it's true we have the letters of the New Testament, but even getting a copy of those letters was expensive. It took a long time for them to be copied out. So almost all sharing of the gospel, again, was by word of mouth. Now here's our text for today. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. That's Colossians 4, 6. Okay, so Paul says, think about your conversations. This is how the word of Jesus is going to spread. As Paul says elsewhere in his letter to the Romans, How then can they call on one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. That's Romans 10, verse 14 to 15. Paul says, Someone must come to tell you and to tell you what the good news is. Now, of course, we can give out copies of the Bible or other resources, but the most powerful way to send forth the gospel is face to face. It's life on life. It's person to person. And as we're learning by word of mouth. How you speak to others, what you share in person, remains the most powerful way to share Jesus. Now you might wonder, but isn't it like the telephone game? Doesn't the message change as it's passed around? How can it retain its integrity? Well, first the apostles all received teaching from the Lord himself. They received teaching even after the resurrection from Jesus. And so the gospel teaching was given a form and a structure. We call this the apostolic faith. So if you heard Paul or Peter 
or Thomas teaching about Jesus, you would hear the same message. And then Paul and Peter and the other gospel writers, they put pen to paper to record the gospel as well. And finally, this message was also retained by the people that heard the message and believed. You could verify you had it right in a number of ways. And yes, it is this apostolic and shared faith, the same apostolic faith that we hold today. It's been passed from generation to generation and kept secure, and each of us has a part in doing so, passing it to the next generation as we share it. So Paul says, spice all of your conversations with the message of Jesus. Look for opportunities to talk about him, to share the story of his life and death and resurrection. Yes, how can people believe in one if they've not heard of him? And how can people hear unless someone goes and shares with them? Now, missionaries all over the world understand their calling to share the message. But this is for all of us to do. You don't have to be a pastor or missionary to share how Jesus has changed you in your life. Paul says we need to learn how to answer the basic questions that people ask. Who is Jesus? What did he do? Why did he come? Why would I entrust my life to him? Elsewhere, Peter says, But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope you have. But do it with gentleness and respect. That's 1 Peter 3.15. Let's pray. Lord God, forgive us for thinking that sharing about Jesus is someone else's job. Give us joy in explaining what we believe and why and even more joy in sharing about the one we believe in, Jesus. Open doors for the message about Jesus, and fruit, Lord, we pray for fruit, for lives devoted to Jesus. For we pray in his name. Amen.